I'm going to tell you a little secret about myself. I much rather smell a stranger's fart than a stranger's bad breath. Oh my God. See, that's I think that says a lot. Well, yeah, because uh, I mean, <laughs> farts happen, but everybody like, farts. Bad, bad breath is preventable. podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com where we talk about all things nerdy and pop culture this is mylan i'm in for matt this week and i just wanted to say hey hello hey 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 you can, you can actually stay for the whole podcast yeah. you don't have to just you don't have to just do the introduction and then leave yeah. you're, you're welcome to stay yes can i please stay See, yeah, <laughs> I, told, okay? I told you were begging to stay and it's true she begs oh yeah that's Exactly. What? <laughs> to stay on the. God, you guys are terrible. We've already taken a turn. I already feel like this is going really bad. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, no, no, there's no turning back. back. All right, no turning back. <laughs> so um, obviously, Mylin is in for Matt this week. Matt is still suffering from a horrible case of colitis. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know if it, the poor guy is just, you know. Just leakage all over the place. Is that what happens with colitis, Hillary? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I just think, I, I don't know. I, I just call it a butt infection. <laughs> butt infection. Well, hopefully Matt returns to us soon and his case of, um, you know, his, his case it, of colitis clears up. Is it like when you you have to take your dogs to get their anal glands drained? Is it like that? Yeah, that's what I think. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they drain them, do they? No. You know what? I used to have to do that. Um, when I was trying to be a veterinarian. Here I go with another career. Whoa, I've seen some <laughs> things, you guys. I have seen some things. <laughs> it's what I used to do, man. I can't handle that. <laughs> All right, do you want to start over now? Nope. Not starting over. Let's do the rundown. So on today's podcast, um, we're going to talk about PAX because it's coming up and we're going to be there and it's going to be fun. And uh, What is PAX, Scott, for people that don't know? PAX is the uh, Penny Arcade Expo and the East denotes the location in which the convention takes place. Right. So this one will be on the East Coast. So uh, I'll ask a question that my parents asked me a couple weeks ago. So do they just have a bunch of old arcade machines that you guys sit around and play? Whoa, that would be kind of cool as well. I would, <laughs> they I would do totally... have that. They do have an arcade room, that is yeah. true. Oh, yeah, the classic room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, but for those that don't know what the Penny Arcade Expo is, it is a um, gaming convention that kind of revolves around independent gaming, and it was put together by the gentleman who created the Penny Arcade comic strip on the web, and it is a phenomenal experience, and we love going to it every year. Cool. So we're also going to talk about the uh, rumors and now announcement of the Assassin's Creed 4 game, which is totally punk rock inspired. <laughs> and uh, in our reviews and discussion, you guys check that trailer I posted. Um, in our reviews and discussion, we're going to talk about a Mass Effect Reckoning multiplayer DLC that came out this week and is super cute, you guys. 
And uh, we're going to do a little Dead Space 3 semi-spoiler talk. Um, and then uh, I played a game called The Bridge, which is currently on Steam and is uh, totally uh, a mindfuck, which is cool. And uh, in our Naquato this week, um, which is also PAX-inspired with con season right around the corner, what are some of the essential items you can't leave home without? Um, we got some That's good responses. Great stuff. Absolutely. Um, cool. So let's get into it. Ash, what have you been up to? Um, I actually, um, I was sick on the last episode, but now I'm almost, almost back to, uh, full, full health. I I thought it was interesting that you contacted me afterwards and you're like, I don't remember anything that we did on that episode. I really didn't. I I thought, I thought 94 was going to be like the worst thing ever because I had no memory of it. I was like, I I don't know. 93 was going to be bad too. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but wow, you got nothing there? Really yeah. Bad. I remember we were talking about the PlayStation. <laughs> we were talking about the PlayStation 4, and I remember having, like, it felt like a really long conversation about the PlayStation 4, but I don't remember anything that I said. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, 94 is going to be just terrible. But Hillary, it turned out. Hillary was, saved episode 94. Yes. Thank you, Hillary, thank you, Hillary. for saving. Aww. Took one for the team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know where I was or what I was doing. But anyway, uh, feeling much better back at back at full health um <laughs> i know that's, that's replenished how I yeah all my hearts are now full um no i got to play some games this week uh i've been playing a bit of the uh new mass effect multiplayer stuff which we'll do uh talk about a lot during our reviews um other than that you know work's been going relatively well this week and uh no big complaints on that front and i've just been getting uh, stuff ready for packs, and I've been doing a lot of like legwork for all the things that we'll be doing, and we have a couple other, you know, upcoming conventions and stuff we're actually doing before packs too. So it's a lot of scrambling around. Oh, and I guess I can announce this: we will actually have t-shirts, hey. appropriate Yay. t-shirts, time, and they'll be Super all printed fun. and ready to go. And um, they're going to be giveaway shirts; they're not for sale. So if you know us and you um, love us more than friends, then let us know. <laughs> And maybe we can do some sort of arrangement. You can get one if of you those. totes like us. Yeah, if you totes, if you like like us, um, what we can talk about the whole shirt thing. But either way, we'll be giving some away at packs, and you know, just for fun. And what else? Oh, I do have a funny story to tell. Um, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, and we're coming up on episode 100 pretty soon, so we've been doing this for a while. Um, in the early episodes, the three of us, um, when it was just Matt. Scott and myself, we would talk about Alison Brie quite frequently, mm-hmm. and she was a frequent topic on the show. Um, it was almost kind of like a creepy, like, oh, we, we love Alison Brie. And so, you know, if you don't know who Alison Brie is, she is, of course, one of the stars of Community, and she's a comedic actress, and she's very funny, and we like her. Well, word got out that we have this, like, love of Alison Brie, and um, one of my friends last night sent me a text message and said, Alison Brie is currently in Orlando. And then he, and then he proceeded to tell me um, where she was going to be eating dinner and, <laughs> and what she was going to be doing after dinner just in case I wanted to show up. And I'm yeah. like, I can't do that. One, I'm married. <laughs> Two, that is the creepiest fucking thing ever. I can't, I can't just show up and be like, hey, what's up? Let's yeah. be friends. Way to be super disciplined and yeah. not act on that. I'm, I'm hanging <laughs> I love how one of your reasons was because you're married. Like, I hate to break it to you, Ash, but well, I don't, I don't know. Like, if you met, I don't know if like something. Ouch. Right? Well, you know what I mean? 
Well, no, I have superpowers. (laughs) It's just a goofy story. I wasn't expecting to, like, you know, sail away into the sunset and be the next star of community or anything. (laughs) (laughs) We used to have on our website, we used to have a tag cloud. And I think the two largest tags were Mass Effect and Allison Brie. Yeah. I don't know why that happened. It was was really impressive. It was. Um, so Scott, what have you been doing? Um, let's see. I, uh, like you have played some of the Mass Effect Reckoning multiplayer DLC and I love it. Um, I played the bridge this week, which I'll talk about later in the reviews. And I finally got back to my Mass Effect one insanity playthrough, which I started this morning. Oof. Yeah. Huh? Is your plan to go through all three games on Insanity? Yes. Well, I already did Mass 3 on Insanity, so I'm really just going to do like a play of everything. And then when I get to Mass 3, I'm going to do a playthrough of all all of the new DLC. Nice. That's That'll the be- plan. Um, but, man, it is it is crazy difficult on, on Mass 1 just because the game is so different. And uh, you just have to exercise a lot of patience to get to get through it. But I still love it. I still love that game. It's um, it's good. I mean, yeah, the gameplay's changed a lot, but it's still a whole lot of fun. So. Yeah, for sure. Or Nihilus. Oh yeah, or Nihilus. I always liked I always liked the name Barla Vaughn, and I was kind of bummed yeah. that he never never got more exposure in the game. I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> Barla Vaughn, the shadow the, broker, the accountant guy, agent. Yeah, the shadow broker agent. I just thought that was a cool name. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my middle name to Barla Vaughn. Um. Like, like and Bony, Shiala, right? Like the, Bony Bear. Was it Shiala the prostitute girl? Oh yeah, she no, she was a she was a not a consort. prostitute. Yeah, she was a consort. Whatever. Your yeah. memory of this game is way too fresh. Who me? Everybody, I, you remember all these side characters? It's crazy. Um, I kind of like Bioware. <laughs> I've probably played through <laughs> Mass One like five times already, so I'm kind of yeah, like I... I'm extremely familiar. I don't think I did anything else fun this week. That's kind of a bummer. Mm, okay. Uh, well, how about Mylin? It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, it has. It's been um, a while. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I. so this past week, well, I did a ton of things, but I think most notably, I, I played Dungeons & Dragons for the first time ever last cool. weekend. That is so cool. I was so happy that Tell you us about mentioned it. that to me. Yeah, so it was really fun. Um now you have to know, I mean, I'm a writer and everything. I didn't know there was so much reading involved. Like that's, which is awesome. But it was just, there was all this research and we had all these books and then there's all this stuff to learn. I mean, there's a huge learning curve going into it. Um, mm-hmm. But we spent most of our time kind of doing character creation. We had um, a good little group there and like three of us hadn't ever played before. And the other three had had some experience, but hadn't played a long time. So mm-hmm. I created my character um, she's a 16-year-old druid minotaur with Uh-oh. a firebird that ra- rides around on my horns. That is so and cool. And her name is Kit Smash. <laughs> I like it. That is so cool. So, yeah. The character creation process, process in D&D is just so much fun. And, it uh, was. You know, I think the most fun character I ever played, I played a completely mute character. <laughs> I remember this. And it was great. I played a mute character because I actually didn't like a lot of the people that we were playing with. So I'm like, I'm just not going to fucking talk. And so I made this <laughs> nice. mute character that had, was like sealed into this like iron mask type thing. And he had his great backstory. But he had a familiar, like a little imp that would walk around with him. 
and every time I talked, I only would talk through the imp. And the imp would only say like really shitty things. That's, <laughs> so that's awesome. So I would be like, it's the imp. And the imp would be like, hey, fuck you guys. Let's go steal stuff. You know, it was fun. <laughs> D&D is super fun as long as you got a great group of friends and you can, as long as you can basically add the numbers together off of four, four dice. I think, yes. you're, I think you're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we're working on the adding part, but okay. the friends are awesome. Um, yeah, so it was it was really really fun, and it is it's a good group. It's a it's a lot of friends. We some friends we've known for a really long time, and then a couple of other people that I don't know as well. So it's a nice mix. Did you paint so, your own figurine? Not yet. You know how hard it is to find a female Minotaur figurine. Uh, I, I don't. Might be almost it's, impossible. Actually, it's hard. I I'm I'm working on it. So I have some ideas, but other than that. Um, we are also getting ready for PAX, and um, I can tell you this is this is in, uh, new information that Tin Man Games is going to be part of the indie mega booth at PAX. Indie, which, awesome! Congratulations! Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, it's 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 really cool because they have only a limited number of slots, and we managed to hook this up at um, PAX Prime. And you know, they haven't announced the lineup yet or the number of. Um, of companies that will be involved, but it's going to be really cool. Um, I'm actually, so everybody who's involved in the, um, in the booth has the opportunity to volunteer to help out. And so I'm actually writing and producing the trailer for the booth and Neat. with, and my husband is editing it. So um, we've been working with a lot of video of all the games and uh, people in the games and uh, or people working on the games. And I think it's going to be a really, really great group this year. Awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Awesome. That's really cool for you guys, and I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be fun. They they actually, I think, have the biggest booth of the con because of the fact that they all got together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always like the, the Indie Mega booth. We spent a lot of time there um, last year kind of just kind of wandering around and found some really cool diamonds in the rough, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can find some really great, great stuff that you wouldn't otherwise know about. Cool. So, yeah. So, Hillary, what about you? Hmm. Well, I'm going to start it off as I always started off. Uh, I worked a lot this week. Job number one was pretty good. I had to do a really massive presentation to um, the senior management team, which was is always kind of um, nerve-wracking. So, I think it went really well. So, it was really good. Um, yeah, job number two, I got to work with some cool stuff for PAX and that's at Bioware, which I'm super excited about. Um, hopefully we'll get to talk about it a little bit later, yep. but yeah, it's really cool stuff. Um, I'm just really honored and excited to, to work with a brand that I love so much and, um, some other news. So I wrote a book and you guys know this already, but mm. I actually got a partial request this week from an agent. So, cool. um, what is that? so basically that's when you, amazing. I'm not in the biz. Tell me what that yeah, means. Yeah, it's really, really tough, and it probably is contributing to my depression <laughs> because oh, no. every time I go through this process, it's like hell. Um, no, so you send – I only sent out like two query letters just because I was like, well, you know, I wrote this book a while back, and I might as well just give it a shot. So I sent out two, and one came back asking for a partial. So what that is is they want, you know, like the first three chapters generally. Um, they wanted the first five chapters so yeah, it's being reviewed now. I've been down this Ooh. road before and it's really, really tough. So I'm not expecting anything miraculous to come out of it, but I just think it's pretty cool that I got a, a positive response, at least to my query letter. Yeah, and a query awesome. letter is just simply like, um, you, you talk about your book in like three paragraphs or less, and then you have like a bio section where you list your publishing credits and you know, stuff like that. 
So it's just really stressful. But yeah. Congratulations. Stressful. Yeah. But you know, That's oh, thank you guys. Yeah. It's, I'm, um, I'm, it's really tough <laughs> yeah. because it's so close to you. You know what I mean? Like yes. Mylan, you know, when you write stuff, it's yeah. like, it's super hard to see anything else but that. But anyway, so I'm really looking forward to blowing off some steam. And I think that that would be a good way to go into what we're talking about next. So, nice. you know, it's awesome. What's that? News. Taxis. Hey, News. News. <laughs> I, I think I got you guys covered there, but thank you oh, for okay. doing that. Well, sometimes you have to do it in real time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so PAX East is rapidly approaching, and we were talking a little bit about it in the introduction, but um, we did something at Prime last year uh, with the help of our friend Bethany, and we threw together a little uh, pre-PAX gathering that turned out to be uh, one of the highlights of our show, just because we got to see everyone that we communicate with um, on Twitter and on the site and things like that, um, all in the same place at the same time. And we had some really... Um, fun guests show up that we weren't really expecting and it just turned out to be a, a great positive experience you know it's like you you see all these people by their twitter handles all year and you never really expect to um, get to actually see them all in the same place and have mm. actual living breathing conversations with them so it's kind of surreal um so we went ahead and we're doing our best to recreate the same thing that we did at prime last year at East, so we are uh, officially going to announce that we are having a pre-PAX party, and Yay. yeah, and um, while we obviously can't give away the exact location and all that stuff, um, we can say that if you are planning on attending PAX East this year, we have a limited number of um, spots, so to speak, available for listeners and friends. So if you are going to be in town at PAX East, it's going to be on Thursday evening, um, early th- Thursday evening till about, I think, about 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, just send me an email, uh, ash at nerdappropriate.com, and put, of course, the subject of the email, pre-PAX party, and we will do our best to make sure that uh, you know where to go. And, um, you know, there'll be a lot of fun people there. We're not going to announce any names of people yet, but it will be there, and that's the only reason why you need to go anyway. So what? Yeah. What? That's that's um, one thing that we are pretty excited about. The other thing that's pretty cool is that two of the people in this chat right now are going to be on a panel. So Hillary and Mylin are having a panel. Yay! Hooray! Yes, yes. So it's very exciting. Um, I know that Hillary's talked about this a little bit before, um, but we got accepted with our panel um, submission. It's called Foreplay, Romance, and Games. And... Um, we have a really great group of uh, people who are going to be on the on the panel, Hillary and I, and then also Melissa and Anna from Reset Transmission, and Lacey, who actually wrote book two in the Strange Loves series that we're working on right now. Um, and then Sean Baptiste from Firehose Games is going to um, he's going to moderate, and he has actually promised to wear a smoking jacket. Ha <laughs> ha! Nice. So I don't know if he has pro- procured the smoking jacket yet, but I'm hoping. I have a red silk one if he wants it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. Who doesn't? I don't know if I want to know why you have that, Ash. It's not important. <laughs> you know why. Not important. I, too, have stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to be really fun. And we're going to talk about a lot of the games that you know really well um, and also some games that maybe you haven't played. And 
explore how romance is handled in the games, where it might be, where there are more opportunities for romance. Like, for example, in Skyrim, you can get married in Skyrim, but it's the least romantic thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It's like you know. being like a wall. <laughs> yeah, you married. My husband, he was the, the blacksmith in Riften. He, he's actually quite tender. <laughs> not talking about headcanon. We're talking about what actually happens in the game, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know is when I got married, I got married to, I think it was the blacksmith's sister. I can't remember now, but she like disappeared. We met, got married. We didn't, like, first I had to go find something nice to put on because, like, I didn't have anything good and I wanted to wear something pretty to my wedding. And, you know, and then, like, we don't say anything to each other at all. And then we just do our vows and immediately she's gone. And I looked for her for two weeks until I could find her again. <laughs> so night, not even, we don't even, like, get to hug. Nothing. nothing. Oh, no. Wow. I, I was all excited because I heard that, like, once you... Uh, this was totally just like a rumor when the game came out that once you get married, then like you can have kids and stuff. And that I guess isn't true, but I was like waiting. I was just like waiting. I'd like stare at my yeah, wife. You can, you, you can with the, one of the expansions. Oh, with the expansions. Okay. So this is pre expansion, but I would just go there and like stare at her in the house. <laughs> She'd be like stirring the cauldron for like four and a half hours. <laughs> I'd just be like staring at her and like click on her every once in a while. I'd be like, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? You can't. You can't just stare <laughs> and click like on. It's not like Fable. <laughs> you can't just stare and click on her. You got to put a little Charlie I mean. Wilson on. Oh, light, you know. lights and candles, that kind of well, thing. Well, that's the thing. In the expansion, you can't. You still don't have natural children. You adopt. So yes, oh. you know. So there's not. There's no real interaction. I mean, she asks me how I'm doing sometimes, but and yeah. she gives me money and cooks me food. That's it. <laughs> Which I guess I don't know. Maybe some people's marriage. <laughs> Like, oh. kind of sounds like my house. Oh. <laughs> oh. He could. So, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways. Yeah, please, please come see us. We, our tentative time right now is Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Corgi Theater. And um, I think it's going to be really, really fun. So, we'd love to see you guys come out. You guys mm-hmm. are going to need to keep an eye on those Reset Transmission girls. <laughs> ask, them to, oh. ask them to tell you what happened at last year's PAX. Oh, oh and, no. And how they were feeling on Sunday. Oh, no. Why, why I'm, you guys selling out like that? Story. I'm just saying ask them to tell you the story. Oh, okay. A lot of fun, the last facts. <laughs> they did. Actually, it was funny because I ran into them at the Tap House and at PAX Prime, and, and they were... Um, having fun. They were having a really, really, really good time. <laughs> I remember there was some dancing earlier in the evening. That was fun. Yeah. I remember one of them didn't remember who I was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> after having hung out with them for many days we'll leave Uh, it at that we love you guys (laughs) so something else that's happening at pax east um the bioware base was announced this week which is fantastic finally able to talk about some of the cool things that are happening um my most favorite thing is that rafael sabarge voice of kate nalenko will be at the base saturday and sunday which i'm so excited about Mm. seriously guys he's the nicest guy in the world and I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't say that I had like a massive crush on the guy. <laughs> he's so awesome. No, he's a really nice guy. I bet. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, and um, let's see what else. Uh, Casey Hudson will be in attendance. So that's something that's really, really cool. They're cool. doing a main stage panel, um, like a retrospective on the, the main Mass stage Effect panel, trilogy. by the way, is fucking huge. Like that, like yeah, that is huge. a huge, huge panel. Um, that's of course where, you know, the keynote is and where like X play used to do their panels and, 
I mean, that holds thousands of people, right? That'll be great. Yeah, it holds about 3,000 people. So we really hope that everybody who loves Mass Effect comes um, because it's going to be amazing. And uh, Jeff Keeley's going to be moderating, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, let's see what else. We've got a lot of stuff happening inside of the base, which is um, in room 206, which is really close to the main stage theater. Um, and yeah, so basically we're going to have daily panels and there's a photo booth. We're going to have a costume contest. Um, the room is going to be awesome in the way that it's designed. I can't wait to show it off. Yeah. Uh, by Chris the way, Christy. for our listeners, this is something that you've been working on for like months. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, at Bioware, Chris Priestley, which we, we all know and love, um, he's now in charge of all things online and live events at Bioware. So he and I have been working really closely together on this project. And I think, I think you're going to see the love shining through. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Can't wait. Yes. So it's Definitely gonna be for our, our listeners, go up and say hi to Hillary and tell her Please. that, that you think she is the bee's knees. I would love that. Yes. <laughs> That's the password. That's, That's how we password. know that you're the listeners. Yeah. Oh, you say, yeah. yeah. You say you're the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. The strange accent. Yes. So uh, come visit me at the Bioware base. I'll be there every day. And then if I'm not at the Bioware base, I will be at the panel with my Lynn at the Romance panel. Yes. Yes. So um, one of my favorite bands in high school was a little band called Black Flag. And it was actually one of the first (laughs) punk bands I listened to. Uh, In ninth grade, my friend Sean came up to me and he handed me a cassette and he said, you need to hear this. And it was... (laughs) An old Black Flag cassette that his brother had before he moved away and went to school. And from that moment forward, I was a fan of Black Flag. And I kind of became a little bit of a, a gutter punk kid for a little while. Cool. And now there's a Black Flag video game coming out Yay! starring Henry Rollins. It's so punk rock. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. Am I wrong, Scott? I I don't know. I mean, I, I like to think that you're right, but... Um... <laughs> Something tells me that uh, Assassin's Creed 4 is not going to be about Henry Rollins. Yeah. Can you imagine if you got to play as Henry Rollins in a video game? No, I can't imagine. That would be unbelievable. It would be amazing. It would all just be like, it would be a spoken word rhythm game. (laughs) You'd have to hit B like every 35 seconds. I've seen him do that live. It's It's amazing. He's a really interesting gentleman. He is. Super cool. But how excited are you guys about the um, the fact that it's pirates and ships? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. This is what we said on yes. that very podcast. I think you did. So what we now know is that Ubisoft listens to the podcast and they said, you know what? Those nerd appropriate kids, they um, have the right idea about the future of Assassin's Creed and let's make a pirate game. Totally. It's <laughs> all because of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Totes. Like a joke that we... Anyway, so it goes back to like, you know, before a couple generations before Hate Them. Does it really? Yeah. And I think uh, the assassin guy, I think I'm going to have another crush because he's hot. Oh, boy. Only seen one picture. He just looks like a, a scruffy pirate. Yeah, but his face is beautiful. Is he scruffy H- pirates are hot. Is he H-A-W-T? He's hot. Hot. Okay, let's on, on the subject of hotness in the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise, and I'm being very serious here. Um, there has never been one female of any sort of merit or interest in that entire franchise. Hmm. So, well, yeah. what about Liberation? Is it Liberation? On the yeah, Vita. Vita? So I, I'm not buying a Vita, but I, I hear she's great in Vita, and she's like she's uh, 
French and uh, I believe African. Well, I, I I have a Vita. I will I will get it and play it. I heard that game was well received. Yeah, I heard it was well received as well. So let us. And it's probably smart to have a Vita with the PS4 coming out. That is I true. know. That is so true. I bring this up because um, Assassin's Creed Four apparently is going to be coming out on current and next gen systems, and I I think for that matter, so is Watch Dogs is going to come out on current and next gen systems. And even Diablo three is coming out in current on next gen systems as well. So does how how does that make you feel? Like are you still excited for playing a game like Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed Four on the PS four while it is also coming out on current gen systems? Like how like I don't know how to process that. Like do you wanna buy a PS four or do you just want I yeah. I, well, I mean for for me I'm just gonna go ahead and buy the PS four. Okay. I think the, obviously the reason that's done is it, it, the the generations go through this weird transition phase, right? We saw this before as well. Mm-hmm. But um, they're in like the middle of development. They're like, well, like we need to figure out what you know what we're going to put this on to actually maximize our sales. So we don't want to screw ourselves and only release this for like the PS3 when the PS4 is now on the shelves. Sure, they release two slightly different versions. One that's probably a little bit more, um, you know, obviously. You know, graphically superior to the other. Mm-hmm. And, I can't. I just can't imagine that these games are going to be mechanically any different from one another. They're not mechanically any different. One, yeah. the one on the PS4 is going to look a lot better because it's going to have all the, you know, it's going to use that amazing eight gigs of RAM and mm-hmm. the octo core, whatever the hell processor and such. But um, it's still going to look nice on the PS3 and still yeah. going to look nice on the 360. But it'll just look a lot better on those other systems. So so that actually raises a good question. So because Microsoft is staying quiet, does that mean that this will be released on Xbox 360 and next gen for, for Microsoft? Oh, Absolutely. probably. Yeah, Absolutely. Maybe. They even Ubisoft even kind of screwed up the other day and, and put up a, a release window for this game. Um, they basically announced the release date before they wanted to and took it down within like 30 seconds. But of course the internet noticed and it was like uh-huh. October 29th of this year is when the game is going to actually be released. Yeah. They always drop in October. Yes. And so um, I'm assuming that it says, and, and coming soon for next gen at the bottom of that is what it said. <laughs> right. So I'm assuming hmm. both next gen consoles will probably launch before December. And then this title will be available for those come December. Hmm. So I have a question. Do you guys think that they're going to start selling them like in the combo packs like they do with DVD and Blu-ray? That would be smart, um, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't want it. I mean, here's the thing. If AC4 drops before I can get my hands on the 720, whatever it's called, and the PS4, I'll probably play it on this generation of stuff. Okay. Right? But yeah, yeah I'm not going to wait to pay. I'm not going to wait to play that game because I can't get hardware. You know what I mean? You won't yeah. wait weeks if it's a launch title no i have to play ac as soon as it comes out mm-hmm. <laughs> well see she's i heard that she's a real big fan of she's a huge fan or so i say so yeah, or so she says i mean that's what she says <laughs> yeah right. something else i mean and also like i mean i've been waiting for watchdogs for a while like i can't I, don't, I can't imagine myself like not wanting to play that like I right mean, away I, like so that's my point is that I still want to play it but I'm now like a slightly less excited to know that it's coming out on current gen systems because I really want like a full blown like next gen only game to play. That's what's going to make me buy next gen system, you know. Right. Mm. I think the exclusive titles that you'll see probably another Gears game and another Halo game 
mm-hmm. exclusive for the new 360 when it comes out, and that'll be the thing that really pushes sales. Yeah. Good times. Okay. Um, so that was sort of an announcement about AC4 and a conversation about <laughs> uh, current and next-gen games. Black uh, What's up? And Black Flag. And Black Flag, right? <laughs> this is really more about Black Flag than it was about anything else. Yeah. So I think we were successful in that charge. But um, when we come back, we're going to talk about Mass Effect 3, Dead Space, and The Bridge. Caca! Caca! <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I like that. Okay, we are back, and we're going to be talking about Mass Effect Reckoning multiplayer DLC, a little bit about Dead Space 3, and Scott played a game called The Bridge, which looks like it would make my head explode. But let's go ahead and start off with the Mass Effect Reckoning multiplayer DLC, which is uh, supposed to be the last piece of multiplayer DLC, which is kind of sad, but I kind of understand that they have to work on other stuff. It's been (laughs) a wild ride. Yeah. They can't just keep working on the same game for forever. Um, well, it's, it's been like a year. Yeah, it has actually. Scott and I were talking about that when we were playing it, and um, it was uh, right as the Reckoning DLC came out. We were kind of like laughing, like "Holy crap, we're still playing this game a year later, and mm-hmm. we're still actually really enjoying it, and still unlocking things, and still discovering things." You're playing the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah, and like we played for a, a good amount of time, and we're still really, really enjoying it. But um. So what are your, your thoughts on it, Scott, some of the new classes and guns and all that fun stuff? Um, I've only gotten two classes, and I don't think I've gotten any of the new guns, but um, the two classes that I unlocked I really liked. And pretty much if you just download the DLC, they give you one of the new classes for, for free just for downloading it and playing. So nice. I un- Yeah, it's pretty cool. I unlocked the Alliance Infiltration <laughs> Unit, which is looks like ED. Um. So, uh, she's crazy, dude. If you spec her the right way, you can basically final fight your way through the entire game. And I think that's great. I think that's a whole lot of fun and I really love it. Yeah. She, I was watching you just kind of run around and you, you kept dying and I'd be like, do you need my help? You're like, nope, I got it. And yeah. Oh my God. This is crazy. Can, dude. Yeah. She's self-res got, herself, right? She's got like this thing called repair matrix or something. And it's a, uh, it's a consumable. You can only carry like two or three at a time. But as long as you have it on, if you die, you automatically get back up again, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and cool. uh, and you can spec her in such a way that makes her melee super fast. She, like, she is a fast character, as as is. She's kind of like the Drell, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, like, you don't have to fire your weapon. All you do is just, like, you can run up to a Geth Prime and just karate chop them down. And it's 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 ridiculous, and it's so much fun. And uh, pretty much if you die, it's like no big deal because you just pop back up again. And as long as you have those repair matrix um, handy, you're, you're good to go. So that was the that was the first thing I unlocked. And then um, just by total luck and chance, I unlocked the Awakened Collector, which I think is the only ultra rare character in this pack, in this pack of six characters. And um, it's crazy. It's a fucking collector. And uh, it's got swarms of bugs that you can use to throw at people and it's got um 
this thing called Dark Sphere, which I call like a slow fireball. And every time I fire it, I say Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's crazy, dude. Like it's a slow moving fireball that you can detonate. Um, and it does like all kinds of like AOE damage and stuff. And it's it's all it's all biotic explosions. It's totally crazy. Um, I took the plunge a while back and I bought uh, the Mass Effect cell phone case when Razor had all those peripherals. So nice. I did have I did have a DLC code for the collector assault rifle, and um, the awakened collector gets bonus damage with collector and Prothean weapons. So I'm assuming that there's probably other weapons, probably a Prothean weapon um, in this new pack. But I also had a uh, collector sniper rifle too, which I haven't tried. So he's just all damage, super squishy, biotic explosions. Um, it was amazing. And then I think Ash, you you unlocked a couple of guys too, including that giant ass krogan right yeah so i unlocked the um i think he's called the krogan warlord correct me if i'm wrong but he is just a a massive hulking beast of a character he has this giant hammer on his back that you can charge with um a different you can charge it either with biotic energy or with electric energy and then his melee heavy melee move is he smashes the hammer into the ground and does like a giant like aoe explosion um he is just literally just like a, a walking battle tank. It's it's really hard to actually shoot anything with a gun with him because he's so big on the screen. He almost takes up like half the screen. So he looks <laughs> like he's an all new model from the other Krogan models. So he's not using the Krogan Vanguard model and he's not using the soldier model. So it's a brand new model. It's bigger. It has more armor. It's ridiculously colossal. And um, you can't run and can't take cover, right? Well, you can run uh, forward, but you can't roll and you can't take cover. Um, <laughs> so you basically <laughs> just have to take all the bullets. Um, he's got you know a massive amount of shields, and his health is his health pool is huge. And he comes standard with uh, really quick health regeneration, so you can regenerate your health to maximum at all times. Like even while bullets are hitting you, your health's going back up. Wow! So it's kind of crazy. Um, and he's a lot of fun. I mean. There's not a lot of real tact in playing him. Uh, it's just kind of like you run forward and smash things and hope that you live kind of deal. And I'm sure um, the guys that made the game would be like, you have it all wrong. You have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. But how I was playing it is I hit things a lot with a hammer <laughs> and hope that they died. Um, I also unlocked the new female Turian Vanguard. Um, and she oh, is, is that a lot. The- poison strike and everything yeah so she's cool she's a lot like if anyone's ever read the x-men or seen the x-men movie um she's a lot like nightcrawler she teleports all her moves are teleports um she has a like a wrist mounted poison dart gun which is pretty cool but she has poison attacks and instead of having a standard vanguard charge she can actually teleport um from point A to point B, but everything in between actually gets uh, inflicted with poison. So she can poison large groups of enemies. And then her heavy melee attack is actually a teleport strike. Um, So she's a little squishy, but she is super, super uh, mobile and a lot of fun to use. Very kind of seems like a finesse character. Like she is. Yeah. yeah. She's definitely a great support character. Um, You know, I, I I died a lot playing as her, but, but as I started to figure out really, the technique that you need to use, which is constant movement, then you, you live a lot longer with her. So it was really, really cool. I haven't unlocked any of the new guns yet either. I think we should Um, play. We should play. Hillary's on board. She's ready to play. Yeah, totally. Let's play. Um, 
but it's it's a lot of fun. The new models look incredible. They kind of like I think went all out with this last batch of characters because they're all very very different. They all introduced some brand new mechanics into the game. Dude, they're um, all like walking death machines. They're they incredible. Are. They're really <laughs> ridiculous. Like, they're really ridiculous. There's a Geth juggernaut who is essentially a Geth Prime because he's got Siege Pulse, and the Siege Pulse destroys just about everything from what I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in the game, I saw you like run up to a brute and one kill it with like with your hammer with the Krogan Warlord. Like these characters are incredible. You know, like they're they're totally yeah, you crazy. Can, you can pretty much one shot a brute if you have your your Krogan Rage going. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just it's just super wild, and I, um, I I think it's a great way to go out. If this really is the last piece of DLC, like I think this is a great note to end on, just with all the all the stuff that's available now. It really adds. It it's interesting because I, I would hope that this might preview things that happen in the future because, with some of these newer characters, they started replacing something like the heavy melee and using the heavy melee as an additional ability. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like the Awakened Collector has it. Um, you know, like the Volus can cloak with its with its melee abilities. So stuff like that, I think, is they're really kind of exploring the the possibilities of what you can do with these class based uh, multiplayer characters, and it's it's really exciting. And it's cool. It, it doesn't actually overcomplicate the playing of that class. It all is very intuitive, and it makes sense. Um, within the mechanics of the game so it's not like all of a sudden you're like oh now what the hell do i do with this button it's not like that at all it all makes sense after a couple rounds you're like oh this guy can do this if you do this Mm -hmm. so it's it's um you know it's great and i'm sad to see them stop working on it but at the same time if they move on to something a new project um like for instance what if they're gonna use the same multiplayer team for dragon age 3 multiplayer that would just blow my mind. Being yeah, right? able to play as like elves and dwarves in the deep roads, you know, going out in quests and adventures together. Mm-hmm. Why not? So that would be cool. Yep. And yep. Mass Effect Kart Racing would still be cool too. Yeah. We're <laughs> all about that Mass Effect Kart Racing. <laughs> Gotta get that in there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I just think, I, I just love the fact that, you know, so many people are so anti multiplayer. And then it's, this it's guy right proven here. to be this, yeah, it's proven to be this amazing like thing. Plus, I mean, plus it just proves that the Mass Effect universe is just so huge. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much potential. And I, I'm really excited about Mass Effect in general. I, it's my favorite. Love well, it. It's, it's pretty cool because I think that previous multiplayer offerings in other games, Dead Space 2, really kind of left like a sour <laughs> taste in your mouth with like, why is this even here? You know? Yeah. And um, Mass Effect came along and I feel like it was is executed in the right way. You know, like, yes, it does have microtransactions. No, you don't need to use them. Like, you can mm-hmm. still play the game normally. Like, it all it all totally works. Yeah, so, but let's get real. I mean, I'm, I've definitely spent over, like, a hundred dollars. Yeah, wow, I mean, hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> I was like, ballers, ducks. Wait, what? <laughs> right. I, I've spent money, too. But, like, even in this late stage of the game, I still feel like I can enjoy the game. And I don't need to spend money to keep up with other people. Yeah. No, it's true. It's just that you want to spend money because you're so excited about it. Like, right. that's... I'm, instant gratification i'm like yeah. i want it no that's that's the right way oh yeah absolutely yeah. that's the right way and it makes sense the whole thing makes sense so that's i guess that's kind of my point with that and yeah. plus if it keeps the the dlc the multiplayer dlc free then why not microtransactions you for know? sure so speaking of microtransactions do you guys <laughs> uh did you guys use any in, in dead space 3 no actually i didn't um, i didn't care not well i'm not all the way done i'm almost done but I know I we're not one. supposed to talk about the transitions, but that was beautiful, Hillary. 
She she does that. She's it was really a, nice. A mistress of transition. She's a master yeah. transitioner. Just don't just don't prepare me like that. Yeah. Obviously, like I don't know. I'm I'm better spontaneous than I am rehearsed. It's really nice. <laughs> anyway, Thank, please continue. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Dead Space Three. So I haven't I haven't gotten anything. I didn't buy any components or materials or anything. But I'm I'm finding that I don't need it, and I love my scavenger bots. Oh my god, they're my favorite. Mm-hmm. They're cool. They're very cool. I did spend money on one thing, and it's mm-hmm. what I like to think of as the coin doubler that they put in every game now. Mm-hmm. Not they buy Dead Space, but I'm saying like most games now have a coin doubler. So I bought, I bought the thing that basically doubles what the bot brings back to you. And by the end of the game, it like is totally irrelevant, anyways. But um, I bought was... the the costumes, the extra rigs DLC. Was the only thing I bought. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Like you can kind of tempts you because the costumes in dead space are so cool that you just want to see what those other rigs look like you know yeah they're incredible yeah. and by the way the the n7 rig that you get is yeah beautiful they did such cool? a great job modeling that yeah and even on the um secondary character the n7 suit is red and that looks awesome too it does it's very cool yeah but um so, i guess we should yeah we should talk about scott and i beat Dead Space uh, 3. Hillary's almost done with Dead Space 3. And I guess we were just going to kind of talk about um, a little you bit can about, talk about you, you can totally spoil it. I mean, I'm, I'm so close to the end. It's not going to, it's not going to, I'm not going to not play it. <laughs> well, we, okay, we, we will warn the listeners right now that this may be somewhat spoilery, but we'll do our best not to, yes, I guess, ruin the whole thing for you. Yes. Um, and might I also say, Ash totally put me in the doghouse. Um, with my wife beating dead space that night, because, uh, I remember I, I started out, I was like, um, Ash is on. I'm going to see if we play a little dead space. I was trying to do all the co-op missions, like as I encountered them in the single player campaign. So I would, uh, I would stop periodically and just wait for someone to be available. So Ash was online. I was like, Hey man, let's go play that third, uh, co-op piece of the game. And he was like, sure. So we finish it. And he's like, hey, by the way, you're really close to the end of the game. I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'll hang out, and uh, why don't we just play for a little while? And I was like, sounds good. So I think we started around 8 or 9, and we ended up finishing. I think we finished at 2 o'clock in the morning or (gasps) 2.30. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was falling asleep with a controller in my hand, and I kept dying, like insta-dying. Yeah. I would wake up, and Scott would just, like, sighing. I'd be like, oh, sorry, man. There was like, like over, parts of the co-op over. mission that were like extremely difficult for you. And like there were times where we were uh, there was like a sequence where you had to fly through space. And that was like one of the instant death scenarios. And I think you kept dying like at that part of the game, too. Oh, wait, wait you have so to use stupid. your jetpack. Yeah, the jetpack thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's that's cool. I like that part. It's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was that was funny. But we, we did finish the game and um, I really enjoyed the ending like. Uh, like most dead space games, like they always take a turn, like all of a sudden you're not in the space station anymore and like shit is going crazy, which kind of goes all the way back to, um, system shock. But in classic dead space fashion, there's like a totally bizarre part of the end of the game and the end boss is really interesting and crazy looking. So thank God it was easy though. I mean, this is I a know. spoiler, but after playing revengeance the week before i played dead space and having that boss like brutalize me for hours and hours on end i was so elated to have a boss that i beat on the first try i i am like all in favor of 
Like, I'm not a fan of bosses that are disproportionately difficult to yeah. the rest mm-hmm. of the game. Me either. Um, so, so how far am I? I've, I've done, I'm like in the part where I'm in, cha- I just started chapter 18. Where like, I've like, chapters. Yeah, you have oh, two hours, like a two hours at the most yeah. left, at the very okay. most. So, so you should close. just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to. I'll probably so, do it today. I mean, overall impressions, Ash, like what, what did you think? I mean, you play a little co-op, you played a little solo. Yeah. Like, you know, I, everything. I really enjoyed this chapter a lot. Um, I don't know if I loved the, the setting. Um, I love mm-hmm. when you're in space. I love like the, the first half of the game before you're on the planet, but once it gets to the planet and you start to fight humans and stuff like that, it loses a little bit of the, the terror of dead space. Yes. Um, and I didn't really care for some of the, you know, some of the things that happened on the planet, but in terms of the plot and the story um, and how the game looked, I mean, the game looks fucking gorgeous and people don't talk about that enough, but like there are scenes where you are floating in space and near the beginning of the game that you're just kind of looking around and you just kind of want to stop and, and take it all in because I don't know if I've ever seen anything that looks that good on a console. before. Yeah. A next gen Dead Space Four would is going to get me really excited. For I don't. Next yeah, gen. Mm-hmm. I don't even. Yep. I hope it sold sell, uh, well enough to actually warrant a Dead Space Four, but I think it did. I think it did pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, visually it looked great. Um, obviously, a lot of outlets have been talking about how the control scheme is starting to feel a little bit old and and stale. And they did introduce. Um, I don't know if rolling and stuff was introduced in this game, but you can roll now. It feels like there should have been a cover system. Um, because mm-hmm. there are areas that almost have like the gears of war. It's like, like a weird pseudo cover system. Yeah, it's just like you just kind of hunch over like a grandpa and like yeah. hope bullets don't hit you. But that that's not really cutting it. Yeah. So if they want to go cover base shooter, just fucking go cover base shooter. Um, things I really liked. I loved gun the gun creation. How you yes. can get really creative with your weapons, and you can literally like Ripley and aliens like duct tapes duct tape a bunch of uh, guns together and see what happens. And you know, and you can tweak them out and build something really unique to yourself. You can yeah. build sniper rifles and flamethrowers and chainsaws and all sorts of stuff. So that's really fun. Um, so I think the, my only qualms are really um, some minor gameplay issues. Uh, the story was fine. The enemies were still scary. Co-op mm-hmm. was f- flawless. No lag. Um, you know, kind of seamless pop, drop in, drop out. So. Yeah, just frantic craziness in the co-op. Yeah, absolutely. Really have good. A co- so, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've, I've played it completely single player, mm-hmm. not one ounce of co-op. The thing that's kind of interesting is that um, now that you're heading toward the end of the game, there's this guy that keeps popping up and then he's like, oh, I'm going to go a different direction. And he like runs away. And I yeah, know that's, that that's the character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, I think it's kind of funny that he, <laughs> Dave was watching me play. He's like, what's with that guy always leaving you? I'm like, I don't know. It's um, interesting. But, the, um, yeah, it, in the it's co-op, weird. there's a bunch of additional dialogue between these characters, and they don't really like each other, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, no, because there's this one part where it's like right before you do like the whole jetpack scene, and then there's this like really poignant moment where you and him are talking, and he's like, "Did I do enough? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is it worth it? Do you think, you know, we've gotten to this point? Like, is, does it actually matter?" And it's like this really cool scene between like Isaac and this guy. And by the way, their their animations are beautiful. It yes. looks like so real. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like, I, I didn't really care much for that character until that point. And I'm like, wow, he's like questioning his own, you know, worth and life. And that's kind of cool. I mean, that's a new element. And there was something that happened, um, a couple chapters prior with one of the other characters that I was actually really sad about. So it did inspire some kind of emotion. It's mm-hmm. not just like, you know, scary alien shooter. 
there i mean the characters actually matter which i love so yeah. very cool there's um yeah i think if you when you eventually do a co-op play you'll you'll learn much more about that character and i think you'll you'll find that he's uh adds a lot of like depth to the story of the game yes Car- mm-hmm. Car- his name's carver by the way and he is cool really one john quick carver thing. right yeah while yeah. we are talking about characters um yeah one thing that was kind of bugging me for a while was uh, the character of Ellie Langford, who's like mm-hmm. the main romantic interest. <laughs> yeah. And, um, she's yeah. a cheater. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of like, you know, she kind of drags poor Isaac through the dirt and she's like, yeah. check out my new boyfriend. He's in the army. Isaac, you're a loser. You don't have a job. I hate you. And he's like, I'll still go to the end of the universe and battle monsters to save you. I was but, still sad though. Yeah. Well, hold on. We're not there yet. Um, so, she in the second game in a very brutal scene loses her eye yep. right she gets it mm-hmm. torn out and it was like when i saw her in this game i was like well where what happened but it turns out there's a document you can find that talks about the surgery that she had to replace her eye using like new technology you Interesting. know and so she had an eye transplant and if you look at her close her eyes are both different colors and i thought oh. that was so subtle and so cool that they did that because they didn't want to have her in an eye patch cuz that's kind of like little She's mm-hmm. little Battlestar Galactica Colonel. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they just, um, you know, made one eye a different color and explained the surgery, I guess, in, a, in some documentation that you can find, which I think is super cool. I don't know why you got to hate on the eye patch. I think eye patches are amazing. <laughs> if I thought I could get away with wearing one every day, I totally would. I am right there with you. I actually don't hate on eye patches, but I think have <laughs> one in a space game would just be a little bit fun. Okay. Well, okay, okay. I'll give you <laughs> So say we all. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't work in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a couple of final notes about Dead Space and sort of the transition um, from what it used to be to what it is now. Um, I will say that I, in the previous games, did not enjoy the mechanic of having to backtrack over the same areas over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I like that in this one, you're always kind of moving forward and seeing new things in the game. So I, I think that I will take that. Um, along with the stuff that people didn't like as far as it, you know, you know, supposedly not being as scary and all this stuff. So, um, the only other thing that I missed though, that I feel like was in the previous games is that, um, all of the previous games, like including system shock seem to have, um, like a recreational room or like a game that you could play on the ship. Do you remember this? I don't dead space Two, I think had like a little game that you could play like an asteroid destruction game or something really. Or like a gun gallery. I think Dead Space 1 may have had like a shooting gallery or something like that or a basketball game. Um, and I kind of wish this game had something like that because it just adds like a level of creepiness. Like in the middle of all this weird shit that's going on, you stop to play like asteroids or something, you know. Um, I miss that. I wish there was a mini game in this game just as some kind of officially yeah, yeah. weird diversion to have. And um, I guess the last thing I'll say is that... Um, have keeping in mind how good this co-op is i've heard and read that um visceral will now be rebooting the army of two franchise so if this co-op is any indication of what that co-op is going to be like it's going to be amazing and there was really nothing wrong with that co-op to begin with so it's it's going to be really great cool i have high hopes then yes so um finally in the reviews I want to talk about a game called The Bridge that I played this week. So, um, Isn't this what old ladies play when they gather together? Like, let's get together, please. <laughs> that is Bridge. bridge. This not... is The Bridge. Oh. 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 
bridge. Yes. Isn't there something called bridge mix too? It's yummy, like food. I don't know. Like trail mix? Isn't yeah, it, it's like bridge mix. I don't isn't know. Isn't a bridge when you have like a lot of your teeth missing and they're like, I need to go get a bridge. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and it's also something that like you drive over sometimes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> or walk over. So have we sufficiently discussed all of the bridges now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, don't forget the brothers. Yes. Right? Jeff. Yep. Oh, and Bo. oh yeah. That's Bo. right. Okay. Any other bridges? My Lynn's so quick, she beat me to that joke. I was like, it was coming out of, it was coming out of my mouth. As soon as I said the bridges, I was like, yes. The bridges were coming out of my mouth. Oh, my God. Why do you got to stress it on that yes, word? Yes, we heard it. I'm uncomfortable. So we, oh. we surveyed 100 people, and the top seven answers are on the board. Name a type of bridge. <laughs> oh. And then I walk over to somebody and I, I caress their hand and kiss them on the cheek. And I say, how are you doing? Good, good. <laughs> you're, you're now, 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 what is your answer? Do you, <laughs> darling, do you have an answer to this question? Darling. <laughs> right? The, didn't that, that host, he used to like really yeah, be the guy like. from uh, Running Man, the creepo. Yeah. 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 Well, now it's somebody else, right? Who, I can't remember. Uh... Isn't it? Oh, I was going to say Drew oh, Carey. it's, it's, it's not, uh, the guy that's a good cartoon, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Drew Carey is Chinese teeth ever. Yeah. I'm sure that's a totally different mechanic with Steve Harvey on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, the so there's a game. What was I talking about? About uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, the game Starman. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Okay, so the bridge. Yes, <laughs> let's bring it back. Um, the bridge is a 2D puzzle game on that you can get on Steam right now came out about a week ago um but all of the boards are inspired by mc escher sketches and drawings and wood carvings right so it's it's difficult to explain if you haven't seen it but imagine trying like imagine that feeling that you your brain gets when you're trying to look at an mc escher drawing and like your eye follows like the stairs and you're kind of getting lost in the in the drawing in the art you know yeah like that is kind of what this game is about so now put an avatar in this in this world and try to move him through these levels oh and by the way one of the other mechanics is that you can rotate the game board like totally in a 360 degree fashion while you're trying to like figure out if you're going up the stairs or down the stairs or if you're like inside the mobius strip or outside of it it's like a total mind fuck and like all you're really trying to do is navigate your character from where he starts to the door and like somewhere in between like all kinds of crazy shit happens and it's it's just really difficult and challenging and it's um the game is like beautiful it's kind of got like a hand drawn sketch style it's all in black and white um <clears throat> your character kind of looks like MC Escher um do you know what uh studio made this by chance um it's just two people like two wow people. it That's started incredible out as, when that happens yeah there's a guy um the designer's name is Ty Taylor I think he was doing this as a project for um, for college, and uh, he actually now works at Microsoft, so good on him. Um, cool. But he had this idea for this game. He found an artist. Artist's name is uh, Mario Castaneda, uh, provided all the art for the game, and it just kind of took off. So they've been they've been doing the rounds at. Um, various uh indie conventions and indie game challenges they were part of the uh pax 10 i think last year 
Um, and now the game has finally made it to Steam. And it's just it's just crazy bonkers, man. Like, if you want to really, like... <laughs> Dude, I can't even explain. Like, at one point, my brain was, like, fried, and I was just kind of, like, rotating the level, and I started to, like, feel physically ill, and I was like, this game is really good. <laughs> like, that was how I knew. <laughs> That's that was, incredible. That was when I knew, so... Um, Any game that makes you want to vomit... Right? It's a good, good game. Right? It, it's just ridiculous. You just <laughs> it's so difficult to explain. You have to like I, I put a review on the website. Just go look at the images and and watch the video and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But awesome. it's tons of fun. It's called The Bridge. You can get it on Steam. Just two people and it's a it's a great game. So support sounds... support indie developers, right? Yes, please support indie For developers. Sure. That sounds Woo-hoo. really cool. You know, that makes me think of one of my favorite quotes ever, which was an MC Escher quote. Was uh, I think it's in the basement. I'll go upstairs and check. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly what this game is. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, totally cool. cool. Um, so oh, uh, I know that I finished this review, but I will also add that the game encourages exploration by um, having like a rewind mechanic, kind of like Braid, but it's not mm. part of the game. You don't oh, have neat. to use it, but it puts you in a position where you're not afraid to try things because you can just hit the rewind button and like back up a couple of steps and then try another solution. So good on them for encouraging fun gameplay. I like that. Cool. So, um, coming up next, we've got our Naquato. This is Ash. You're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. Okay, we're back with the Naquato, which is the Nerd Appropriate Question of the Week. Um, This time it's about packs. Uh, With con season right around the corner, what are some of the essential items you can't leave home without? Awesome. Man, there's a lot of good responses to this one because um, I think all of us have probably gone to a convention and then been totally screwed at one point where we realized we forgot something that's like incredibly important like our phone charger or our underpants or something like that our condoms no i'm kidding whoa <laughs> what kind of conventions are you going to i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> wow. i'm surprised nobody said it on here like i'm just like I'm we... glad you did i'm glad you did no there's like a lot of nerd love going on at conventions well there was a very <laughs> famous thing that a very famous really famous <laughs> That happened last year at PAX. There, I guess there was an ad on Craigslist um, for PAX weekend for an orgy, and it made all of the uh, what? All gaming sites uh, were reporting on this PAX orgy. But yeah. it was, uh, you know, heavily advertised with like, <laughs> yeah, you know, why not? Let's just have a big PAX orgy. And I don't know if it ever went down or not, but it was definitely on Craigslist. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> it's just a. Just please. an opportunity to meet up with some like-minded individuals, you know? Yeah. And let me say, let me say, please, everybody, do do practice safe, you know, paxing this what? this time. <laughs> safe be, paxing. Be careful. Be careful because, you know, you don't you don't want to bring that kind of anything home with you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Especially if, what, where did, Scott just got an eye patch. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what did that happen? There you go. Looked away and came back and he had an eye patch. I told you I wasn't going to give up on you guys. Incredible. All right. 
I got to laugh. I'm good. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and just start answering some questions from our our community about uh, things that they don't like to leave behind when they go to large conventions. And then uh, we'll throw our answers in there as well and see what happens next. Um, Clockwork Angel at CA Angel 2012 says, Emergency sewing kit, small glue gun, and pain relievers to help my feet get through the day in five-inch heels. I would never go to a convention in, in shoes that were not comfortable. Um, I feel bad, bad, bad for cosplayers that have really kind of elaborate shoes as part of their costume because that's just agonizingly painful. Hillary, don't you wear like giant like super boots? Wait, what? Don't you wear super boots? <laughs> I thought you said stripper boots. <laughs> I did not say stripper I'm boots. Like what? We just we just uh, hear what we want to hear sometimes. No, I, I the thing is I wear I wear boots every day. Like that's like I, it's no joke. Like my closet is predominantly like um like I don't know knee high or thigh high boots. I mean I love boots. They're the best. You're always just uh, ready to kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I wear crazy shoes to cons. Normally though, I mean they're pretty comfortable, but it doesn't even matter. Like even if you wore sneakers all day. I still think that your feet would be tired. And it's so funny. By day three, usually feet swell like to three times their size. So it's kind of Whoa. funny. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it, it's, it's it, I don't know. Never mind. So basically what you're saying is that you should bring an inversion table with you so you can just like let the blood drain back <laughs> in the opposite direction. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You should learn how to do surgery in your room. It's good times. What? You don't need, you don't do surgery on an inversion table. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> An inversion table, so you can like hang upside down, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like I was thinking about like blood draining, and uh, that's never mind. What? Internal blood draining. Yes. Got it. Keep it inside. Yeah. My my Lynn, do you wear large boots to conventions? You know, I'm a huge fan of the big stompy boots, but the problem that I have is that when I fly, I don't want to wear them because you know they always set off the metal detector, and I don't want to carry them in my suitcase. So I usually I. I try to go relatively practical with the shoes. Um, I think it was last East. I had to go buy a new pair of shoes because my shoes were just not happening. And um, I got this really awesome pair of like red patent leather dance goes that I like to wear. Cool. Yeah. So they're kind of like old lady shoes, but they're awesome. Also hard to do dance central three in boots, right? Oh no, no. I used to, I mean, I used to go to clubs all the time in my big stompy boots, but Uh, I will have to think about what kind of shoe, uh, footwear I'll need for the Dance Central 3. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Special. And our outfits. Don't forget, we're, we're going to have coordinating outfits, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. You already agreed to this. I guess so. I did. <laughs> uh, looks like we'll be taking a trip to the mall somewhere. Oh, during man. The past. <laughs> oh, yeah. And eye patches. Yeah. I think I just broke mine trying to take it off, but at least, <laughs> at least I used it for the joke. So it's totally That's worth good. it. So Robert Freemaring, Mr. Slick, haven't been to a real one yet, but I'd bring Vita and 3DS for near street pass, portable charging pack, Purell, and emergency. He's yep. got some good ones on that list. Definitely. Yep. I think I picked up like 300 street passes at PAX Prime, which was awesome. You were all about that. Everywhere we were going, you're like scanning. I'm like, What's, what, what are you doing? You're like, street pass, man. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, good times. All right, uh, Foxy says, Come on. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> says a camera to remember everything, a wallet to pay out of anything, and hand sanitizer that gives a false <laughs> sense of security. I love it. That is <laughs> like true. Um, that sort of like gives, I guess, a good segue into mine. Um, I too, I I got one of those portable chargers uh, for my iPhone. And it's pretty amazing. It plugs directly into a wall, and it actually talks and says when its battery's full. And then what? you can carry it around, and it's about the size of an iPhone, but it charges your iPhone on the fly and gives it two more full battery lives. What? So Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So um, you just kind of throw that in your backpack. Can you or... send me a link to this, whatever you're talking about? Yeah, yes, sure. Please. Yeah, yes. and all you do is you plug your phone directly into it. It has its own little... Proprietary cable that kind of sticks out, and if your phone gets low, you just plug it in, and it shows charges your phone kind of while you walk around. That's awesome. So that thing's cool, and also uh, hand sanitizer for packs is not a joke. Like everyone should have it. Uh, you should use it frequently. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess my biggest bit of advice is just don't touch your face. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Don't rub your eyes. Just like everyone. Try not to while. hug everybody. Well, That's my problem. <laughs> I hug everybody. I hug everybody. It's oh, awful, and I, I always get so, so, so sick. Oh, from hugging people. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not to like, don't breathe them in so much, Mylin. Just kind of like do, <laughs> do it like. A yeah, because nice... <laughs> when I hug people, I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she licks their face. <laughs> ah, whoa. <laughs> That's really what makes me sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well actually okay so that that leads into mine really well because i i'm all about the hand sanitizer too but i think that um i have these like alcohol lens wipes because i have glasses and i also usually have an ipad and iphone all of those things because i'm doing demos the whole time and i think they can work for both so to mm. use as hand sanitizer because it's alcohol wipes but also on all your lenses but beyond that i have another idea that i think might help me keep from getting sick do you think that like my doctor would prescribe me preemptive antibiotics. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of that. Hmm. Well, no, every PAX, I, as soon as, as soon as I touch down back in DC, I just, I'm sick as a dog for a minimum one week. Oh boy. Yeah. You like we call that the PAX pox. It's a very yeah. fitness mm-hmm. thing. It's, um, and it makes me flat. We well, just got to start a regimen of um, like all that, vitamin c stuff like the week before you go up there just to get ready get your body ready yeah even then though it's like i'm not sleeping and i'm talking to like a thousand people at a time i mean it's just Mm -hmm. no i yes i could bone up on the um the vitamin c but i don't know if that would be enough so anyway that's i'm gonna talk to my doctor you could wear a sars mask the whole time and just be a creepo oh what if i got like a really like cute one a sars mask with a mouth drawn on the front of it that's not creepy. Unless it's like a smiley face or something. Yeah, that's no, like Hello Kitty. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be better off just boning up. Yeah, for real. on the on the vitamin C. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> My dog hated that comment. By the way. Oh, uh, womp womp. Yeah. All right. Who wants to read this next one? Um, Chris Taylor at Shockwaver. Hey, Chris says empty water bottles, cold sinus pills, painkillers, and a USB battery uh, for all that line gaming. I agree. Actually, that leads well into my answer um, also, which is generally just to be prepared for the worst and just hope that that doesn't happen. So make sure you drink a lot of water. Um, make sure you bring uh, like something for like headaches, right? 
Yes. And then like, I'm not going to lie. I think you should bring some Pepto too. <laughs> like, because that's like my fear of like traveling somewhere is that you eat something and you get food poisoning or you just feel sick or whatever. Yes. I hate like, that. And then you have, to, but you want to be out in public the whole time. So that, that doesn't work. Right. So, um, or you're working. <laughs> yeah. Not to get gross, but Hey, why don't you bring a little Pepto just in case. I'll, I'll never forget the Sunday at the Bioware base. Wait, what? <laughs> When we encountered Hillary after her long oh. weekend. We, every, everybody there looked a bit <laughs> worn. That was a rough weekend. There, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of peer pressure happening that weekend mm. with, the, with the staying out late and the drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and bring snacks too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I you have to, that. The point is that you have to eat. You know what I mean? Like I think I ran into Ash a couple of times like in Prime and I'm like, hey man, what's going on? He's like, I haven't eaten all anything. I had pop chips. That's all I've eaten all day. <laughs> oh, pop chips. <laughs> like Comic-Con? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'll tell you what. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'll tell you what. I um, Eating also has benefits too because I, I actually met somebody. I won't name them, but I ran into somebody like getting food in line and made a connection. So make sure you eat. It's where Absolutely. he met his wife, and now they're married. <laughs> um, the second time I met Melissa, it was it was at PAX East. I mean, I met her at PAX. I'm sorry, I met her at PAX Prime, and then she came back by the booth later, and we were hanging out. And she had not eaten since 10 a.m. I think it was like 6 p.m. Wow, and so that's not healthy. Yeah, and so I started filling her full of snacks. So I was like, "Here, I have granola bars. I have this. I have that." And you know, now we're best friends. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Was because I, because I, because I fed her. Do you know? Can I tell you something? That Melissa came to Edmonton Expo when I was there for Bioware, and um, she even came to the booth but did not say hi to me. So I'm going to call her out on that because <laughs> oh, I told her, no. and I was like running someplace, and I was going to be like, "Hey," and she totally looked at me and then looked away, and I'm like fine then <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you you look extremely busy when you're at these oh, conventions you do. yeah you're, you're in work mode hillary you, i don't know if you realize like, well, I, was, I hope I, people don't think i'm not not friendly no, i was friendly. afraid to say hi to you at pax prime because i thought you were so busy like that's how busy you look so you, you, it looks like you're busting your ass which is yeah, probably yeah, good i, I well, am you are busting yeah. Your ass. Yeah. yeah i i didn't care that you were busting your ass and harassed you perpetually sure i guess i know better now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like, hey, Hillary, it's me again. You're like those little kids in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I pride myself on being an extremely good multitasker. So okay. you're, not bother- you're not bothering me at all by talking to me. Okay. I love people. People are cool. All right. <laughs> good. So Jesse Lamb at Axel99 says, let's see. USB battery pack, MetroPass, SketchPad, iPod, Munchies, pain, cold relief meds. Oh, and lots of hand sanitizer. Yes. I have to agree with that. I think, it's catching on. I think it's catching on. Yes. And by all means, you guys know this already, but um, hopefully, hopefully you three know this, but clean yourself often. Take a shower. <laughs> like, don't, I don't, I don't care, like, if you're a cosplayer or if you're just, like, you're there by yourself, but go home after the day is done and take a nice warm shower and use soap and then come back the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Don't be a stereotype. Or yeah. shower that morning. Baths. Yeah. Baths are great too. Your achy feet, you know, in the nice warm water. Good times. Um, <laughs> you know, and just, just so you know, BO is not additive. It's kind of like multiplicative. You know what I'm saying? So layers to it. Yeah, it's exponential. It it grows by by orders of magnitude. So just just make sure you you shower in the morning, and everybody will be much much better for it. And deodorant works too. 
And teeth brushing. <laughs> tooth brushing is really important too. Maybe we're like, preaching we're to the choir. The hygiene. But... Yeah. But I, you know, I it's kind of weird. I'm going to tell you a little secret about myself. I much rather smell a stranger's fart than a stranger's bad breath. Oh my See, that's I think that says a lot. Well, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> farts happen, but everybody like, farts. Bad, bad breath is preventable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody farts, man. Not everybody needs to have bad breath. You know yeah, but honestly, about. if you got a fart, like you should try to make sure you're not like farting where someone else can smell it yeah i mean if if possible you, you know, know. squirt it all over the place <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what is happening to this podcast that was not my fault by the way you guys <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> usually i derail it and i did not this time I just want everyone <laughs> we have broken the internet you guys we've broken it yeah. i'm back you broke my internet. Okay, so Justin at Justin says disinfectant wipes and a fully loaded iPad for long lines up. Yeah, if you think that every uh, person running a booth has disinfectant wipes, you're probably mistaken. So make sure that you are in charge of your own personal hygiene. Yeah, for real. I agree. I just assume that Hillary always reads Jenny the Pirates. Oh, fine. Uh, Jennifer R. Jenny the Pirate. Arg. USB charger. Orca card for the buses in Seattle if you're at PAX Prime. Or uh, I think Emer- Emerald City Comic Con's going on right now, too. It right? is right now. And Greek Girl Con. Woohoo. Healthy snacks and comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Very sensible. Very sensible indeed. Um, Justin Banks at Midtown 583 says water, snacks, phone charger, aspirin, and a tablet. I'm assuming he means like a portable tablet, not just like a mm-hmm. tablet. You got to have something to do in line. And you also have to like, you know, even if you don't plan accordingly, you'll make it through the first day fine. But really what you're trying to do is make it through the last day fine. And that's the goal here. That is the goal indeed. I'm I saying like after a tattoo, I think that's really wise. Yeah, well, I mean, it's true. Like, you'll show up yeah. and be like, I feel great. It's Friday. Everything's awesome. And then by the time you get to Sunday, you're like, not doing so hot. And it's a marathon, what, it's not a, mar- a sprint. That is correct. That's my drinking philosophy, too. Eileen, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you read the next one? Oh, sure. Okay. Denise Kwan at Denise Kwan um, says, phone charger, makeup remover wipes, floss, and super glue. Absolutely. Floss. Oh, also the little wisps. I like I like to the use wisps. Tooth, toothbrushies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great because you know it's like in line with the floss because inevitably, especially when you're working a booth, you can't go anywhere. You're just there for nine hours every day, and you know you eat in five seconds. Like you try to crunch down behind the table so nobody sees you like shoving food in your mouth, and then like you have to talk to people close up right after that. Yeah. And the con food is like it's not good breath food. No. It's not. <laughs> here's a here's a pro tip for the dudes who probably don't have compacts, you know, in their back pocket. You can actually use your iPhone as a mirror. Just so How you do know. you do that? Yeah, I mean you, if you just put it in camera mode and put it Yeah, you know, and flip it around. Oh, flip. oh. <laughs> it's like how do I have a mirror? Oh, camera mode. Right. right? I've never heard yeah. of me so, to use it uh, that way. That's cool. Yeah, you can pick those little uh nuggets out of your teeth that you were saving for later before you yeah. go uh I do it to check and see if I have bugs at work. Books. 
Yeah. All right. So Melissa K at the quad skater said hand sand, comfy shoes, gum, iPhone, and a good attitude. Agreed. And Melissa K, you better say hi to me this time. We're <laughs> oh on a page together. <laughs> you better say Why hi to me. Why are you trying to start time? stuff? I feel like this is like a like a wrestling, wrestling storyline. Because here's the thing. On Twitter this week, when when I announced that I had a spider in my hair, she kept sending me like crazy articles about spiders and people's ears. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't cool. I saw that that was that was that was uncool. So I'm gonna just gonna say right now, you all are not allowed to fight until after the panel. What after there, after the panel you can do whatever can you they want. Fight on the panel, like like fight. We only have an hour, you guys. There's not enough time to like talk about all <laughs> romance and games and then also fight. Combat. Fight. Yeah. I don't I don't know where you think this, this fighting is gonna come in when Canadians are involved. I, I can't even imagine there being any fighting that could take place. There's true. So friendly. Canada's a pretty friendly place. She she gave me maple syrup. She's so sweet. She gave me maple syrup too. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think you guys are lulled into a false sense of security here. Mm. They want you to trust them. That doesn't mean they won't touch you. True. Oh, uh, those Canadians are shifty, aren't they? That's Let, true. We speaking of shifting, we need to shift over back to our questions because <laughs> there is an incredible answer here that should make everyone here uh, pretty excited. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, why don't you read it? Um, Jacques at CatJack1997. Like What's that? You you're, you could be the one that sounds like a perv. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jacques at CatJack1997 says, Sharpie, so I can get the nerd appropriate crew to sign a body part of their choice. <laughs> Full body condom, because the viruses and bacteria are resistant to all that hand sanitizer everyone else is using. Um, <laughs> do I get to sign a body part, my own body part of my choice, or one of your own body parts of my choice? I... We don't know. We'll have to find out um, <laughs> a little bit more about this answer. Yeah. Wait a I minute. Really, I really <laughs> hope that like we're, we're at a convention and like a seven foot tall burly gentleman's like, please sign me. <laughs> and I'll be like, are you Cat Jack? <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Oh, that's a winning answer right there. It is definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tara at N.A. Beaky. Is that it? Um, Motrin and Dr. Scholl's insoles for cosplays. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Cool. Well, geez. Gosh, Take us home, guys. It's been such a fun episode and so strange. And <laughs> it's been an interesting I'm psychological a experiment here. No, sometimes, be... sometimes when we record, I generally have an idea of how the episode's going to turn out afterwards. Yeah. And uh, this time... No clue. This one is but a mystery. I yes. think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> as always, guys, thank you for joining us on episode 95 of the Rated NA podcast. Um, I know when episode 100 hits, we're just going to have to go fucking crazy. Um, we have That's when we blow up and turn we... into D-bags, right? No, I think it's like more like a, a Pokemon transformation. <laughs> oh, okay. Like we evolve into our new forms of like being incredibly professional and articulate. Wait, wait, wait. I've I've almost done this with you guys like 50 times now, right? Yeah. Yes. You're not sick of it yet? No. Good. That's awesome. Either. Yay. Yay. All right. So shout outs this week. Um, first one is to Stumpy Nat, who is a frequent author on our site and a listener and a good friend. And so thanks, Stumpy Nat, for all your articles um, and for hanging out for so long. And Indeed. for all the cool stuff that you do. And we also want to give a shout out to Reset Transmission for being awesome. And for Except t- for Melissa. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Oh, oh, you my can't gosh. do that. 
understand what you're doing. <laughs> no, it's fine. Melissa, it. Melissa, I'm cool with you if you're cool with me. Oh, my God. oh no. You're starting shit for no reason. <laughs> you know what? When a, when, when a woman says, no, it's fine, and I'm cool with you if you're cool with me. Oh, um, oh yeah. I'm nervous, you guys. Okay. Don't be nervous. It's okay. I'll, I'll stop. I'll put a stop to this. This will be great because you know that during this panel, Ash and, and myself and Matt and Nate are just going to be sitting in the front row and it's going to be awesome. We're going to have the greatest time at this panel. We are. We're going to just. If you guys wreck my panel, there will be reckoning. We would never. <laughs> the recockening will happen. I'm, I'm not going to wreck your panel. No. I promise. <laughs> Is that a, like a perverted joke? What I don't I don't know. No. Should it be? I don't. Maybe. It, I, hey girl, no, no. I won't wreck your panel. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was a shout yeah. out. Now I need a shower. Sound <laughs> hand sanitizer. And it sounded like I was starting shit, but I was definitely giving <laughs> shout out to Reset Transmission Podcast. Um, as always, you guys can find us. On the old internet, we are on Facebook slash NerdAppropriate. You can uh, find us on Twitter, which is probably the best place to actually contact us, and that's at NerdAppropriate. Um, we do our best to reply to each and every at, so say something to us, and we will uh, form a dialogue with you. Yes. Uh, we are on Google+. Plus. We are on Goodreads. Um, you can email us individually if you have any strange um, pictures, if you want to send Hillary dirty pictures. You can um, send them to Ash, Matt, Hillary, 1L, or Scott at nerdappropriate.com, and we will read them. Um, also, big thanks to Jimmy Hinson, Big Giant Circles, for our theme song. And um, that's about it for episode 95. Thank you guys so much. And thanks to Mylin for hanging out and tolerating us. I don't know if she'll ever <laughs> want to come back again. Oh. The offer gonna, remains open. You're going to have to beg the next time. Oh. oh. Uh-oh. I'll Thank beg. you for having me. It was fun. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. I ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> in the morning or the middle of the night. Ain't too proud to beg, y'all. And, and cut. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, I buy just... Axe body spray too. <laughs> Probably. Nice. Also crazy. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody's so well groomed on the website. Yeah. Nothing. Huh. They're all just sprayed with Axe. Yeah. <laughs> that was the joke. All right. <laughs> I just I'm going to stop talking for the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, 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 no, no, don't don't give a bonus yet. It was just, you know, we didn't know what to say. Sorry, I got really distracted because my dog is snoring. Yeah, Kill thanks. Me. I don't need your pity, you guys. I'm fine. <laughs> no, seriously.